1: Welcome to episode number 8 of Bat Chat, the podcast series that documents the 2022 Athletics Victoria season of the Bendigo Regional Bats. It's been a big season, it's been a big break since the last time we spoke to you guys as well. The last time we put out an episode was July 16th, 2022. I wasn't on that episode, but Andy Buchanan was from St. Moritz getting ready for the Commonwealth Games. Nigel Preston was, and Matt the Madstake Buckle was on that show. This time on the show, we're going to be recapping what happened since that day. Talk about the year as a bit of a whole. Recap some of the results in the other divisions. And um, I do have two people with me. The first one is Andy Buchanan, the 2022 Commonwealth Games Australian Marathon representative. Finished seventh in that race. Welcome to you, Andy.
2: Thanks, Brady. It's um, I'm just thinking my view out the window is a little bit different to last time I spoke to uh, Nige on this on this podcast. So I was living it up in Saint Moritz, but um, yeah, a lot has happened since then, and we're all um, what do we call ourselves? Premiership runners? Is that what we call yeah, ourselves these days? Yeah, or?
1: premiers. I've got to change the Instagram bio. I think I was going to put in mine 2022 Premiership bat or something like that. it pe- people ordering tattoos a what's happening so uh no, thank you for joining us and probably a better view i'd say out the window looking out at bendigo surrounding area compared to our uh, yeah. saint rich switzerland
2: nothing better than bendigo nothing better
1: that's it the other person joining me today is the team director he's had a busy year busy job he's uh even done some busy work prepping some of the stats for this podcast today nigel preston welcome to you
3: Thanks, Brady. Welcome, uh, Andy. Good to see you as well back in Bendigo. It's it's good and welcome, listeners. Sorry, it has been a little while between podcasts, but uh, we're here to wrap it all up for the we, season.
1: We are here to wrap it all up and obviously we've got some good news. A lot of the listeners will know that we have become premiers, but looking forward to just going back over some of the last races, um, recapping them. Because it was a bit touch and go there, it was getting a bit scary, not scary, but I think I was the most worried person in our whole team listing roster that thought we could have got rolled, but um, we got the job done, so just stick with us. We'll go back to boys, because the last time we put out an episode was after Sandown Relays, which was round five, I'm pretty sure, I've got all this in front of me here, it was mm-hmm. round five. It was the first round of the year, believe it or not, that we didn't win. So first at Jales Park Relays, first at the Bendigo 8K Cross Country, first at Cruden Farm 12K, first at St. Anne's Eckerdon Relays, and then we got rolled at the Sandown Relays where we were second. And I just got this sense, well, it was a bit of a shift in the season. I feel like early on in the season, everyone was like, yeah, we're the underdogs, Um, feel-good story of the season. And then you come out and smack everyone in four rounds, and then all of a sudden it was that tall poppy syndrome I think you spoke about on the episode, Andy, where all of a sudden people were coming for us. And when they saw this second at Sandown, there was a bit of that, um, you know, people were trying to find cracks in the Bendigo team. People thought it was still mathematically possible even though we won the first four rounds that we could get beaten and it might, we made a bit, a bit of a choke, choking hazard throughout the second half of the season. But um, we turned it around at Bundura, backs against the wall and come first. It was pretty... Pretty good day that day. Nath Stote was fourth, I was ninth. Matt Buckle probably had the run of his life to be 11th. And then we had Brian McGinley, Brian Keeley, and Jamie Cook all come in between 25th and 30th. So uh, we won pretty easy that day. And our main competition, the Box Hill Horses, they got moved down to third overall because Geelong had their best result of the season into second place, which just helped us on the ladder. But Andy, you were overseas still at this one. How were you are uh, feeling? The vibe was towards the team, and then yeah. this this big, you know, make a statement, come back out there and come first.
2: Yeah, it was quite funny. I remember Sandown relays quite vividly. Um, I was across the other side of the world, just completely different time zone. And Ned Buckle was down there, giving me live updates. And um, obviously Andre ran a really good leg, uh, sixth leg down there at Sandown, and uh, managed to get Box Hill over the line and i don't know you and me brady we were just stoked to get one win at the start of the season whereas um because we know what what div one's like whereas a few of the younger guys in the team thought we're just going to win every round they kind of thought oh yeah we have won the first two three four we'll just keep going whereas we kind of understood how hard it is to win a uh, xcr race and um yeah the, a few of the younger members weren't happy they were that were. it's like we lost it's like we came last they were so devastated with second and uh we just kind of had to remind them that that second is still really good, and we actually don't need to. We don't need to win every single round from here on in. Um, but we definitely had a few people. I don't know. A few people obviously just did, didn't agree with us being in Div One to start with. But then, because we were succeeding, a few people were trying to chop us back down again. Um, just because that's kind of the Australian way. As soon as you do something different, as soon as you're out of the box, people try to um, try to cut you down so you kind of fit into normal life and. Um, We didn't stand for that. The bats stood up and uh, obviously come out at Bandura. Uh, Pretty hard race, that one. It's pretty traditional and it's pretty... uh, A lot of people come out for it. So, that's... I think it's nearly... Behind some of the relays, probably one of our best results. Um, Super consistent team. Everyone had an awesome race. Um, Unfortunately, I wasn't there, but just super, super pleasing to see the team absolutely dominate um, without me there. And then really without Archie, like, he was just kind of jogging around. So... Um, at the start of the year, possibly, depending on distance, our two fastest runners weren't running, and we still um, we still smoked everyone. So, pretty pretty pleasing day. Uh, Nights, you were there, so you would have seen it all firsthand. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I could see it all emerging. And it also was a
3: race that started the Geelong Cats, uh, the running team, not the football team, but it sort of emerged that team. Suddenly, I found myself... Uh, surrounded by five or six Geelong guys further back in the field, and they were sort of littered through the field. And you sort of every time you pass one, another one came by you, and there's a different guy from Geelong. Um, and I'm thinking, where do all these guys kind of come from? I thought we we're racing Box Hill, and you're normally looking for Box Hill shirts, you sort of get dialed in. But um, at Bandura, for those who are familiar with it, that does loop back and forth. And you know, I could look across. Oh, yeah, that's good. There's Nate. There's Brady. There's Matt. Oh, Matt's up there, and I could see the two Brian's um, and and Cookie. And you're like, oh, great. These guys are looking really good. Sort of trying to do the counts and just knowing that this is looking pretty good. But then when we got to the finish, I remember sort of running into the the group of bats and sort of checking with Brady, and Brady's like, no, I think we're looking good here. I think uh, he'd done the math, he'd done the count, and you were, like, pretty confident early that we'd got our six home before anyone else. So
1: that's always
3: good. Once you have those
1: top three, like, we had three in the top 11. Like, it's and – you'd bring up a good point, Andy, because, you know, if you were there, of course, you would have been top 11, and Archie at Full Fitness would be top 11 too. So, like, potentially a full-strength team. And you're forgetting, like, listeners out there who are not familiar with the Bendigo roster – is uh, Matt Buckle is an identical twin of Ned Buckle. Ned's had like a long time uh, hip issue going on and had surgery on that. But when he gets back, he is, as I said, he's identical. So his running PBs are pretty much the same as Matt's. So you're looking at, I know it's easy to say this now, but we had three in the top 11 at probably the most competitive race of the year, plus the Australian cross country champion, not there, plus Archie, who's a 29, 20, 10K guy um, coming off an injury. Plus an identical version of Matt Buckle who come eleventh, like you could have full strength team. You could have six guys in the top fourteen, crazy depth. If it are, you know, if it ever works out that way,
2: yeah, right. I'd, um, I'd definitely be looking to buy stocks in Bendigo Bats. I think we're um, I think we're on the up, and and I don't know. I I look at Geelong, and yes, their numbers uh, they definitely improve throughout the season, but I think. I don't know. I feel like the quality, that top end quality um, of Box Hill, of St Stephen's, really dropped away. Like looking, um, looking at Bundura and Box Hill's sixth runner was fifty ninth. Like you never used to see that back in the day. They would normally get all their guys in that top thirty. So yes, Geelong did start scoring a lot more, and they had a lot more people there. Um, but I still think we were in a different, we we're in a different league. Like. A lot of people down in Geelong start getting their hopes up towards the end of the season, but um, they're in a different race, really.
1: A lot of controversy as well with Geelong about the um, the members in their team that aren't from Geelong. or got no connection with Geelong as well. So it's like, I don't know, probably a bit of a shallow kind of feeling for me, knowing that you're you, you climbing the ladder with guys that you've brought in, not actually, um, you know, people, you know, have got that connection to the town.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, I don't know. They seem to be just be wearing different singlets every year, some of them. So um, no loyalty and, I don't know, it's, we'll see what we'll see who those people run for next year. They might be trying to get into the Bendigo camp, but I think a lot of them wouldn't make our Div 4 team, I don't think.
1: Yeah, well, it is trade period at the moment, so we'll see who we can uh, pick up in the next couple of weeks. I know there's some big announcements coming on social media, but we might quickly talk about that at the end of the show. So that was round uh, six, first there. Went to Albert Park for round seven, the 10K. So, probably, although I just did say Bundura was probably one of the most competitive races of the season, this one's definitely the deepest. Um, Big field, over 500 athletes here. Get a lot of people who aren't AV registered that come and do this race just for a fast 10K hit out. Uh, We were third that day, which isn't a poor result because St. Stephen's wheel out a lot of guys that you don't see for most of the season. who who won that day, Nigel? You know, Saint Stephen's first, and then who was second?
2: Let me just get them up while we're chatting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've got it here. So Saint Stephen's uh, one seventeen, Western A's was second. Yeah, one hundred and thirty three, and we were third with two hundred and twenty first. So we had sixth, eleventh, eighteenth, forty second, sixty first, and eighty third. So I think Glenn McMillan was our sixth runner there. Mm. So um, yeah, third third place but you see a lot of people that you don't see at the uh the tough races the the Cruden farms and the bunduras and that kind of stuff uh rolling around in this one so i think third was still a a pretty good result for us
1: yeah i think we yeah. got away and with avoiding stevens a disaster there. there yeah
2: since
3: stevens has come out and got six in the top 31 which they haven't done for the rest of the season and you just sort of go oh yep okay that's that's really solid you know and i think i was talking to. Glenn after this one because, you know, he was pretty disappointed and he's run 32, maybe 33 minutes and he's in the top, just inside the top 100. And you think of any other run basically in Victoria or Australia maybe where you would be running yeah. that kind of time, like 32 minutes and being a 100th, um, it shows how deep and how fast that field is to do well. So, yeah, it's that's one where you come like, oh, all right, that that's you know that's that's round seven and we've done pretty well we've got three to go and we've got to just yeah. knuckle down so.
2: and i think i think one of the best things about that was uh box hill finished fifth so once again we um we kept increasing that gap at the top end and we knew saint Stephen's weren't really much of a um much competition because yes they can turn up with a really good team but they didn't have the consistency that yeah. we had um western a's were still there but um we knew Box Hill was going to be the main competition and they finished uh, two spots below us, which was a massive win for us.
1: Yeah, so although, you know, not winning, we're still winning on the ladder points overall in these races, like making that gap to Box Hill even uh, even bigger, which then took us, you come back then, Andy, that race was pretty close to your Commonwealth Games, that Albert Park 10K by the time Ballarat Road 15K rolled around. Um, this was I think in our message group the directions from the top we just uh, put the nail in the coffin of a few teams I think we started playing with numbers at this stage it was kind of like well there's three races left if we score X amount of points when does it make it impossible for other teams to catch us and you coming back Archie just you know I think he went from 80th at Bundura to maybe 50th at Albert Park and then getting back into form so like he was coming back in the shape. And I think we absolutely, um, I don't know, have you got the points in front of you, Nigel? We did get the win. I was fourth, Andy was fifth. Nate Stote did a workout building towards Melbourne Marathon and was kind of like 15th, 16th. But it was a, a pretty comprehensive win again. I think Geelong did have a decent seam, but um, we were we were well ahead.
3: Yeah, fourth, fifth, 14th, 16th, 17th, and then 55th. So 111 Points so very, yeah, very tidy. And uh, most people that have run it at Ballarat, it's two and a half laps basically around Lake Wenderee And uh, yeah, it's it's a. I, I feel like it's a grind. I don't know how you boys feel up the front, but it just feels like you're just running around and around, kind of looking across the lake, going, "Geez, I've got to run all the way back around there." Um, and uh, so, but again, Box Hill, we're in third. So we've again put in three points over the main rivals at that round, which was great. And Andy, I know you got a bit of a bit of a little clip around the ears from the coach about that one, didn't you, Andy?
2: After uh, Ballarat, yeah, I did. The many one of many clip around the ears uh, with me running a bit too fast in an XCR race. Um, So this was what was it two weeks I think post uh, Gold Coast. I mean not Gold Coast uh, Com Games Marathon. So. That time where you start to think you're feeling all right, but you're actually not feeling all right at all, um, so I was just down there just to score points didn't really didn't really have any expectations on where I finished. Um, just wanted to enjoy myself and score some good points and um, ended up helping Brady for a bit, trying to get him on the podium, um, which we got pretty close but uh, yeah, it was a good race. I actually quite like racing down there it's I don't know some sometimes it does feel. Certain parts of the lap feel really long, but then certain parts go really quickly, and I think it's actually a really fast um, 15k. And it's like you hear of a lot of people going through 10k and in, in that 15k in 10k PBs, uh, which is quite unique. Um, and I think that's probably it's one of Moose's best runs there when he finished. Uh, I think he finished third. Um, I'm sure he's mentioned that many times, but um, no, it was it was a really good result for us, and we like we easily rolled geelong and we actually beat box hill by over a hundred points which is um pretty impressive and i'll never forget standing on the finish line and we had our five runners through we're waiting for our sixth, and brady's stressing like Mm. oh like we've lost it we've lost it no we're done we're no good oh shit like this was gonna be a like a, a good round for us and he's stressing And yeah our sixth runner comes through and um we rolled them easily, but I'll yeah, Brady. You were just, do you yeah. remember that? You were yeah, one
1: hundred percent. Because on. Nige, if you got the results or someone got the results in front of them, there, Geelong would have had their six over before our six. Yep. So visually, yep. I'm looking at this going, Phew, well, they've got six before we've got six. Like, but then mm-hmm. yeah, you forget, uh, yeah. Oh, as I said before, when you got two guys top ten, and then your your third and fourth and fifth still coming in the high teens, low 20s. Like, it's very hard to get caught. And they they only had one, they had third place and then probably no one in the top 20. Would I be right there, Nigel? So Yeah, yeah. Yep, spot Al- on. Although they get their top six over before us, um, we got the, the lower point scorers mm. up the top there.
2: But yeah, uh, how, s- uh, how special is that is that moment when you cross the line and... I don't know. You, you think about your race for a split second, but then all of a sudden you start looking around, you start looking at Singlet, and you're like, oh, okay, there's three of us, there's two of St. Stephen's. Oh, here come some more Geelong people at Box Hill. And you actually like fully forget how you race. And it's something that a lot of runners that don't do XCR will probably never experience because you actually don't care how you went. And all of a sudden you're purely focused on how your team went and you're just looking for more Bendigo runners. And it's, um, I know, it's something so unique that you don't get anywhere else would you do you have those feelings
1: oh yeah I, I remember looking at the clock as i was coming in and i'm like okay that's like a decent time i think it was like uh, 45 35 or something like that i was a bit surprised how quick it was and then you literally you know stop your watch turn around and then the officials are trying to get you out of there they're like keep moving move on i'm like no no, no i'm staying here i want to see who's coming and i remember a few guys would come across the line you know in the kind of like 20 25th, and they're trying to like, shake your hand and you're kind of like quickly yep yeah, good run but your eyes are on the finish line you're like piss off i want to see where where my next guy is um and then you know those guys in those 20s 30s 40s they're so close together as well so there's just bodies coming across and you actually until you start seeing the results later on you um you don't actually understand what positions they're all coming in
3: and uh totally agree now you're just looking for those singlets and those who have been on the, the bendigo journey five years ago there weren't many bendigo singlets around but now at ballarat you're just looking and you can see them and this was actually a really great race for us as well we cleaned up the div four we were second in div seven we had 11 runners inside the top 100 so um this was really you know this was one of luke Cramer crammery's first races um in like 10 years or something with us. And uh, yeah, just really great to see some of those guys. Shepsky ran well, Um, just a few of those guys in that Div 4 team starting to push up a little bit as well. So it was just really nice to see that depth. And when you are looking for singlets, you start sort of counting them off versus just, oh yeah, I'm done. I've finished my individual effort. Let's go and do a cool down with people. You're kind of checking in with everyone. How'd you go? Where were the, who were the other teams around you? That sort of thing. Um, which was really good. and um, Actually, in the women's, so Ingrid Woodward, who's a new runner for us in the 50-plus, she was second in the 50-plus, and she was 23rd overall in the women's um, 15K. So she's just been a great, great addition to that women's team. And, um, yeah, to be top, you know, to be 23rd um, is fantastic. And this is one where we still won that women's Div 4 team, um... We didn't, have, uh, we didn't have Gin, Alice Wilkinson was having a break because she'd run every round to date and been spearheading that and Beck Wilkinson was injured. So, yeah, to still get that unbeaten run for those girls to that point um, was really super, I think. Really good to see, um, yeah, Bendigo turn up in Ballarat and have a go.
1: Mm. And kind of uh, pretty much nearly put the icing on the cake. Nailed the nail into a few coffins. And then I think the mathematics went to Burnley Half Marathon next. And I think we had to finish, was it 8th, ninth, something like that, to have the season sewn up. So uh, the decision obviously come in to rest Archie and Andy. And then it was uh, myself, Nate Stoat, Krammers and Glenn, I think, scored as well. And you only need five for this one. And Jamie Cook was... Uh, I think he was our third guy across the line and probably his, one of his better runs of the season as well from the beast there. Um, and it was good enough to give us fifth. It was one of those ones that we didn't really mind too much. It was like, let's see how we go, get the fifth uh, and we'll premiers after that event, which was pretty cool. Hard one to get to as well from the country. Starts at, is it 8 a.m. Dodge? 8 a.m. on Father's Day?
3: Mm, yeah, Yep. Yeah, I was, I think the, my alarm went off at, 5 a.m or something maybe even earlier than that yeah 5 a.m and I was not not feeling the greatest uh, rolling out down to Burnley um, with a couple of hour car trip and then a warm-up down there uh, but that's you know all the other country athletes are feeling the same way uh, but certainly our Metro colleagues aren't getting up quite that early I don't think um, to come down so or unless they squeeze in a football match the game be- the day before Brady like yourself.
1: Yes, yeah. Luckily, uh, got offered some tickets on the drive down and went to. Jeez, it was a good game of footy too. I reckon if Collingwood wow. won that day, they probably would have won the flag in the end. Yeah. So a uh, bit yeah. unlucky for the pie supporters out there, but uh, that's all right. Probably got a big four or five years coming up. Nigel, a Collingwood man as well, so that's right. Only up, mate. Only
3: up. If you go from seventeenth
1: to third. Imagine what you're going to do the next couple of years. But anyway, so that was uh, pretty much that was the season done after nine rounds which is a dominant performance in itself, that you can win a season off, you only need nine out of the 10 races to win one. Um, But the poorest result of the year in fifth, our previous lowest result was third, and then still had some people out there thinking that we were like limping to the line, I think was the quote that went into the message group. And then that was the decision made to then attack the 10, realize we're our strongest team possible, finish the year the way we started it. And uh, hopefully try and win the last round. And that's exactly what we did, boys. Great team there. It was uh, Andy took us off, gave it to Archie, gave it to the two young boys ran next. It was Harrison Boyd and then Jaden Padgham to myself. And then Matt Buckle finished the job and we won by over a minute. I think it was 65 seconds in total, which is the dominant win at the 10 because it's only... Um, what is it? Four K pretty much. Four times uh four times six. six. What's that? Twenty eight K? no, thirty two K?
2: Yeah, well it's an, it's a total race time of uh it was sixty sixty eight fifteen versus sixty nine twenty. So it's really uh a minute over that that time is, is actually a fair mm. bit and you don't normally see um winning margins that big. So we were quite quite happy to come out and um, just prove that we were actually the strongest team. We weren't uh, limping to the line and, and great to have uh, those two 17-year-olds in our team as well. Um, that's pretty pretty special. And we even had a, a 15-year-old that actually ran uh, a little bit faster than those two 17-year-olds that was in our under-18 team. So um, he's someone to look out for in the future. But it was, uh, I don't know, those that town realize it's a, it's a special event. It's such a, uh, I hope AV never get rid of that, that event as the last event. Cause it's such a good, such a good way to finish the season. And, um, yeah, I don't know, rocking up there as premiers. Uh, we probably turned a few heads with our, with our t-shirts and that kind of stuff. But, um, it was great to see the whole Bendigo team get on board. And it wasn't just about the men's, the men's team. It was a real celebration of everyone's efforts. Um, throughout the season. So it was, um, I don't know, it's, it's a pretty special place to run. And, um, yeah, it was such a great way to finish the season, I think.
1: There was talk early on in the week about potentially going for the record. Had to average 11.11, uh, 11, I think it was, or 11.10 per lap. We didn't quite get there. Probably not the best timing in our season, especially for the younger guys who have come off our national cross-country championships. And we are also, you know, Nath Stoat was out of the team because he was prepping for Melbourne Marathon so I think that's something we can get in in future seasons as we said before we get our best six on the park we um we can definitely get that for sure
2: yeah no I agree I think we can um we can we can chase that but it just wasn't it wasn't great timing those uh a few of the young guys had come off national cross and not having Nate there kind of in the lead up to to Melbourne but um I know it's I know, hopefully next year maybe it's something we can target get a bit more young blood in the team, Brady, and um, we might be struggling to hold our positions.
1: Yeah, well, I thought that was the case at the start of the season, Andy. I thought I was in a bit of trouble. i run and Div 4 this season, but maybe it's brought out the best in me as well. That's what happens when you've got competitive spots. It brings out yeah. the best in you. And when we do look at the um, the Premiership point scorers for the year, we had 12 different individuals. Um, which I think I swear at the start of the season when we did the first episode, I said if you want to win a premiership, you need ten to ten to fourteen individuals over the season because people will get injured, people will, um, you know get sick, people will make the Commonwealth Games, all those kind of things can get thrown up there, and it really means you're relying on depth. You can't just have six superstars and six kind of you know top twenty guys because it just doesn't happen like that. So. Um, you know, we look look at this team. The the two junior boys who counted, Harrison Boyd and Jaden Pageham, they went one and two in the national under eighteen cross country championships. We had Brian McGinley for I think he ran most of the first five and then suffered an injury. Actually, he ran six uh, race six at Bundura, suffered an injury and then wasn't there for the last four. Brian Keeley was strong throughout the the start and middle and then also suffered an injury. Jamie Cook was there most of the season. Crammers, Luke Cramery came in towards the end of the season and scored for us at Burnley. Um, he was there from race seven on, but got into the Premiership team uh, towards the end there. Glenn McMillan, same thing. Sandown Relays, he scored for us. Uh, Burnley, he scored for us. Ballarat, 15k, I don't think so. I don't think he scored that one. But really, you know, guys like Glenn and Crammers, Set up that Div 14 for success as well. Archie Reid was there for, I think he did six of the season. I'm trying to think. He definitely did Jales Park. He did Bendigo. And then he had a bit of an injury and came back at uh, Albert Park to be the next point scoring race for him. So missed a bit in the middle there. Andy started with us. But what'd you do the first three? And then you yeah, missed first a couple. Yeah, three. Yep. Then you missed four. Was it missed four? And then back missed,
2: again. Yeah, St. Anne's, stand down. Bunder oh, no. and Albert Park's in the yep. middle four, um, but was there for the first three and the last three. So and then Matt, not as many as I'd like, but um, nah, yeah.
1: That's all right. We still still did your job when you were here. Uh, Matt Buckle and I did all 10, which was a good season for us. And Nath Stoke did nine of the uh, 10 races, missing out at the town relays there, to uh, start his Melbourne Marathon prep. So definitely a team effort when you look at that. And talking about team effort, Nigel, you've got some stats here about what happened in the other divisions and how many members we had in the teams throughout the year.
3: Yeah, thanks, Braddy. So overall, 70 Bendigo runners across the, the men's, the women's, the masters, the juniors, and that's just saying I think for a lot of people that people are enjoying running for the bats and they're buying into that culture of let's go along and let's support each other and changing the notion that running is an individual sport that you actually can be part of a team and whether that's jumping on the bus or traveling with other people to and from the event those sort of things like 70 people is that's a that's quite a lot for bendigo i know people might be going oh bendigo like hundred thousand people but that's a lot and where i'm excited to see that that growth and just those numbers of people and a lot of people running with us for the, the first time and then, you know, we're actually getting messages from other people going, oh, like, do you think I could join you next year? So having some of those chats um, quietly about people who do want to come, which I think is really exciting. And as as Andy mentioned before, some of our juniors uh, are really exciting that are coming through. And I think that that is really positive for the future as well, isn't it? That some of those juniors, um, be it Harry and Jaden, Logan, Some of the girls who are um, juniors who will be coming up into Open in the next year, maybe next year or two, um, just means that we're not, you know, hopefully it's not just 2020 and that's uh, 2022 and that's it. Um, Maybe it can grow on in the future as well. And then, yeah, to finish off with 11 relay teams at the TAN uh, is very cool because it wasn't so long ago that it was two relay teams. Um, You know, it would have been like one men's team, one masters women's team and that might have been it. So to have 11 is is really cool and certainly high point for my
1: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to 2 dollars a manicure, which
0: Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.
3: Myself was uh, around having that first XCR round in Bendigo for the first time in two decades um, at Big Hill at, at St. Anne's, and that was that was just really cool. I think that was uh, really meant a lot. To me i think andy it meant a lot to you as well to have a race uh, in bendigo and um yeah just i i'm disappointed that i ran terribly but i think i was so caught up in the organizing and everything beforehand that by the time it actually got to the racing i was kind of cooked um but andy i don't know if you want to mention anything about St. Anne's and then brady maybe comment as well about St. Anne's round
2: yeah i don't know it was um it's something that we – I'd spoken with Tim Crosby a little bit um, and he'd kind of seen that the, the culture in Bendigo was growing. So he's like, we need to get a race out there. We're really keen to do it. And I just thought it was a bit of, um, bit of a pipe dream. It would never happen. And then to um, through a lot of planning, a lot of visits out to St. Anne's Winery, um, a few hurdles along the way, to see that race actually get up and, I don't know, like to see – a lot of my family and friends come out to watch me just because like coming down to say Bandura to watch like a 10 K race. um, It's not that appealing for a lot of, a lot of people, but seeing a lot of um, yeah family friends come out to, to St. Anne's winery was really special. And I actually think we've, um, we've changed the XCR game a little bit. Like you, um, there's now the Strava segments on every race uh, that we kind of implemented there. And we're kind of already starting to plan on what we can do better next year. Um, so I think it was a bit of a game changer and something that I'm I'm really proud of. And I know that we had a lot of Bendigo people there um, this year. And I know next year it's going to be even even bigger and better. So um, yeah, Brady, what were your kind of thoughts on that round?
1: Yeah, it was great. Like my 80-year-old uh, grandparents were there. Didn't see them on course. They said they yelled out to me and cheered me on. And it was just, it's a chaos cross-country course that you always got to be looking where your feet are and... Um, the crowd support especially close to the finish line there was amazing and it was just good not having to sit in the car like lose a whole day Um, you know we could sit at the the bar there afterwards and have a couple of beers and you're like oh yeah I'm still going to get home at a decent time today so um, I think the atmosphere was good I'd like to see athletes Victoria like it was good that they took those ideas and just kind of like carbon copy for other events but it'd be like okay what what else can you think of outside the square you don't just want to rip rip something that's worked for one and you could have different, you know, different themes at different races, I think. Like you don't have to have the Strava segment everywhere, but maybe one of the rounds they go hard on the music or um, you know, something like that. So we tried a bit of everything there. But that was good and well done to you boys for yeah getting it off the ground. And just back to that comment about the juniors coming through. I think that's that's a big thing for team success as well because there's four um four of the ten rounds are relays. And they're all relay distances that junior kids can run. So if you've got a strong under-18, under-20 team, you can you can put them in like we did. We had juniors at, um, well, not so much Jales Park, but the other three relays we did. Um, it can really set your team up for success at those relay rounds.
3: Definitely, especially when they're, shall we say, shorter distances, like the TAN, 3.8K. Mm. Yep. That's definitely a, a speed and a distance where under 18s, under 20s, they tend to race 3Ks more than you and I do or, or the three of us on this call do. So they've got that really punchy speed. And most of the relay rounds, we've run two boys' teams and two girls' teams, haven't we, Andy? And are many of them out of the Athlete Development Program um, run here in Bendigo. So we do have a, a really good stable there that, you know, we can draw on and hopefully keep drawing on into the future.
2: Yeah. yeah, and I think we will, and it's it's quite cool to see the likes of like Harry and Jaden, and there is others, um, and they get quite excited when they're like, oh, are we running Div One? Like it actually means something to them, and that's super cool. Uh, it's really cool to see that like uh, all the people in our in the bats are really good role models for those kids, and it's so much better. I think that they're involved in running compared to a like a traditional footy club kind of scene where they they think they're bloody professional athletes and they have a piss up every Saturday night and I just think that's like that that culture for those young kids is so much better in running so it's um it's really exciting for them but then it's also really exciting for the the young girls that we have coming through because I think that women's team uh they won div four undefeated which I'm sure we'll talk about and they're just going to keep lowering down lowering down so it's going to be a similar thing now and it's it's such a good thing for those those juniors to look up to um, and be excited about because it, it means a lot to them. And I think probably my favourite thing throughout the whole season was just the the fan engagement. Like I had people talking to me about the bats that don't even know running. And I think yes, the are. cherry the cherry on the top was uh, Alan Jeans. He does the commentating on the um, the videos. on the YouTube recap things yeah. and watching the tan relays he actually called us the bats and i was like this is so good because it's like it's just our nickname it's not our actual name um and it's just so cool to see that we've um i don't know we've made a bit of a thing of this and i had people like at work that i was bumping into all over the place being like oh how'd the bats go this weekend or like oh what's happened i haven't seen the results kind of thing and they were really engaged and i know that's That's one of the things we we'd spoken about at the start of the year. We wanted to create a bit of hype around this awesome, um awesome event. And even though we we talked a lot of shit, I think it's really cool to see one that we backed it up. But two, just the the followers that we've got that joined us along the journey.
1: Yeah, I'd tell you the story about how I was at the pub up here in Moama at the golf club? Have I said this on air? No, there, was a, so. there was a kid I used to teach working behind the bar because I still think I'm like 22, but it turns out like the kids I teach are now like, or have taught are now like 24 <laughs> working behind the bar, serving beers. And he asked me what I'm up to these days and if I still do running. And because they're mostly the same age as Archie, these kids, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do a bit of running with Archie. and. We trained together and I said, oh, we do these races like as a team down in Bendigo. And This kid goes, oh, yeah, Bendigo Bats. And I'm just like, yeah, 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 that's it. Bendigo Bats, that's our team. So um, it's definitely spreading the word. And um, success breeds success. And just looking through some of these division results, Nige, my um, my co-host on Inside Running, Julian Spence, got a bit confused because he couldn't work out why, why so many people were in Premiership T-shirts. And I had to explain to him it was because we won so many premierships. He thought everyone was just buying them just to celebrate the Premier Division team, but uh, definitely not. So do you want to go through some of the results we had across the board?
3: Yeah, that's right. So obviously the Division I men's premiership, we've already talked about that, and most listeners here would know that. But also the Div 4 men's, uh, almost undefeated. I think we got rolled at. One of the rounds, perhaps the Tan, um, but almost undefeated for Div for Div Four as well, and that's that's just saying a lot of things about the depth. And as I said earlier about the Ballarat round, like to have often all of the Div Four guys also in the top hundred uh, just really means that if people do get injured, we've got a bigger pool to draw on. Um, but also, I think those guys can buy into that as well and and uh, and enjoy that men's Div Seven. Uh, also uh, I think we finished maybe first and third in Div 7 so I expect we'll we'll relegate or promote one of those and uh, the under 18 junior men's were first and the under 20 girls were second over the series so just really super to see those those teams um, finish throughout the year and, and just run really consistently um, in in those divisions too which is really cool and hence you know we made a lot of a lot of shirts for everyone um but one of the ones we we're really excited about was the women's div four undefeated through the whole series so we'll strongly assume they'll move up to div three for next year and maybe even get a nudge into div two but probably they'll keep us in div three and um yeah like alice wilkinson was just the backbone of that whole whole campaign um ran virtually every round except for I know she had a rest at Ballarat and, um, yeah, ran massive PB at Burnley, I think like a four-minute PB at Burnley um, half marathon as well. So she's just had a stellar year and has obviously been listening to the coach, which is good.
1: Off to and, New York too, um, isn't she?
3: Really built that off to New York, yeah, to run the the marathon. So, um, yeah, clearly she was great, brought in Jin Maloney, Beck Wilkinson ran the first block of the season until she got a... Um, I think she ended up with two stress fractures in the end. Um and then yeah, just being able to build in names there like Nest Bull, Anna, um, Juliet running, travelling from um she's Juliet is Bendigo registered, but she lives in Swan Hill, so she travels to every round from Swan Hill to be amongst it. And um yeah, just fantastic to see that div four team growing and I, we'd love to still see see that continuing to progress as it moves into div three and then Ultimately I feel like it's a really solid Div 2 team um and we'll just see how that progresses in the future I think.
1: Yeah, we're talking about the future, 2023. What are your thoughts? Going to be strong back to back? You don't want to well, think too far was... ahead, you want to live in the moment a bit, but you yeah. got to be looking at the team on paper. There's a lot of upside. I can other than myself, I think everyone else gets quicker.
3: I was saying earlier this week that winning seven out of 10 rounds gosh how do you beat that I don't think I don't think we could back it up you know like things have gone really well like we've had 12 incredible talent, 12 great runners can you do that again and that's me thinking it's really hard to win one Xcr round or race, let alone seven out of ten like this is just a really can you climb Everest again? But then Andy had a different view, didn't you Andy?
2: Yeah. I don't know. I suppose like I've been surrounding myself. I've been with Matt and Ned a little bit and they're obviously a bit younger and they're like, Hey, we're going to win every round next year. Like that's, (laughs) that's just how they think they're a little bit younger and they're like, yeah, that's just what we're going to do. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of more so on, on that ship at the moment. Like I think our, our team's only going to get better. Um, and while I think a lot of the other teams were probably a bit weaker this year, um, didn't have that, that really top-end um, depth that we often see in XCR, um, I think we can definitely go back-to-back. Back and I think it's there's going to be a lot of hunger there from some new guys coming up. And hopefully Ned, we've spoken about him before, hopefully he gets in there. We've got some younger guys as well. Um, and then there's a few guys that probably would have wished to score a little bit more in that Div 1 team. And didn't so they'll be um, they'll be pleading their case for 2023. So I think I think we can definitely go back to back. Um, I honestly think we could nearly win every round, but um, I don't know. Enjoy the moment while it's while it's here. I reckon, Brady.
1: I reckon we need to get busy in the trade period. I reckon we just need to land someone. Obviously, now we'll become a destination club. There's a lot of people out there probably not happy. Who got relegated this year? Who was the bottom of the ladder?
3: Ooh, good question. Let it me have a quick be, look it might here. Be
1: worth, I, I know I don't like the Jordan, Doncaster. I don't like the July. Oh, Alistair Christie would be a nice pickup and, from Doncaster.
3: And APS United would, were 10th. So nah, it wasn't the deal okay. they were relegating to? APS think, was, was the bird. team that
1: didn't let us in. Remember, they beat us in the last round in 2019. So we don't want to pick yeah. up anyone from APS because they hurt us that year. But I this like is the. 78 where, um,
3: seconds. Oh. Yeah. Over
1: it. You don't yeah. want to um you don't want to bring in a whole team of ring but potentially it just might be worth just I'm sure people will be sliding into the DMs asking what kind of uh, the club well, you know the club culture at Bendigo and the bats and stuff and how we celebrate our athletes and stuff. So I might I wouldn't be surprised if there's a big signing who could just potentially be a premier. Even someone who might just pop in for six or seven races for the year. Someone who could just float around fifteenth, twentieth. Could be a good thing, fellas.
2: Mm bit like jeremy cameron you reckon something
1: like that just yeah someone join a
2: team of superstars and become even better
1: wants to uh yeah wants to go into a team that's already successful and just put the icing on the cake a bit because i think next year like we'll be i need to be a bit more strategic i can probably only commit to you know five or six of the ten rounds so it's like well where's where's my best which six are the best ones that you need me at um, but then that's where you just bring the junior kids into the eyes, and they'll just do the half and the 15 and the 12 and the 10. Um, it, it's know.
2: funny. I think we were quite – because we've never been in this position before, we were quite, oh, we have to win this round. We yeah. have to win this next round. And you actually don't. Like, we ended up doing it pretty easy. But I know before every, ra- every race it was like, Yep, yeah, all right, we need to get our best. We need to win this one. We need to win this next one. And we just, like – I know, I think next year will be a little bit different around that, where we we can rest a few people and oh yeah, Brady, don't go down to this one and yeah. do this one. But um, we also, we on, you also you also
1: want to make oh, hay yeah. while the sun shines, out as well. Why you got everyone who's fit and it's like, hey, you don't want to rest someone and then all of a sudden they're injured for the next one, or it's like you need to kind of plan it so. Yeah, if if you know the team's going to be weak, you want to go there and smash them so you do get that extra point on top and and give yourself some breathing space. I like the way we did it this year because it got to the second half of the season. It's like, okay, now let's rest guys at Burnley and let's, you know, Nath can start using these as workouts instead of racing flat out and things like that.
2: So out of these 12 people, how many of those 12 do you think are going to get a bat tat?
1: Well, Archie and I were talking about it on Sunday. It's the first – we we wanted to be the first two to get it because we think people are going to, like, just get out of it and be like, nah, it was just a cool idea. But we wanted to go get one and then just send it into the message group saying, we're done, boys. Moama Inc. Well, has been sorted.
2: Well, I mean, we, <laughs> we were trying to get it sorted pre-10 relays, but um, turns out – I don't know. I don't think many tattoo people like doing just little tats because they're a lot of prep work for not much money. So we actually – um Ned and myself looked into it well Ned did and we couldn't find a place to try and get in for that week so um yeah we were trying to have them for 10 relays. but um yeah it didn't quite happen but yeah how many out of the 12 do you think you're going to go through with it
1: I think most I think most I think yeah,
2: uh, I think there'll be a few I think there'll be a few
3: that
1: are 10 down 10 the 12 mm. So of, if there is any tattoo pressure's down, that
2: are that are interested uh, reach out, slide into our DMs, and uh, we can we can promote the shit out of you. So um, yeah, yeah, just just let us know because we're looking we're looking for uh, for someone. So the big chess piece needs um needs a bit of work. So
1: would have looked nice at Melbourne Marathon this weekend as well, which is a good segue. We got a uh, we got a few bats in action. You're going to be in the half, Andy. Nate Stowe, who we have spoken about, is going to be in the full marathon. Archie Reed's going to be in the ten k. Uh, Luke Cranberry is in the half marathon. Jamie Cook, I think, is entered the marathon. He's been a bit quiet on Strava, though, so I hope all is good there. And we see him on the start line. Anyone else you know of, boys? That's just off the top of my head.
2: Uh, We've got Milko in the yep. pool. Trying to he's to break. first. His...
1: Is that his first one?
2: First one, Good yep.
1: prep, too. He's ready to go. Rory Flanagan.
2: Yes. Yep. Uh, Chris Armstrong ran a few yep. uh, run races for the Bats. He's doing... Uh, the marathon. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else.
1: Is Alice doing something in the lead up to New York? Do you know?
2: Don't think so, but I'm not sure.
1: Let me, I can have a look at her uh, her program here. I reckon her coach will have that in her program. Give me two seconds. Anyone else? Uh, have to run the PB head? athlete. Run the PB <clears throat> athlete. That's right.
3: Yeah. I think also next year, keep an eye on the 40 plus division. I reckon we can I reckon we can have a crack in the forty plus. You know, that would Richmond Mentone Box Hill. I reckon with myself, Steve Van Rees and Rory, Matt Hook coming in and out of that division, I reckon we'll be going alright in the forty plus. So yeah, uh, don't know if we something... can do much about Steve Daneen, but I reckon we can uh, be a pretty solid outfit.
2: In it's those. something that we've never really targeted, have we, Nigel? Like we we have the relay team sometimes there, but they're kind of a uh... We focus on the, the divisions and then we kind of overfill into those um, age group categories. So it's probably something that we can look to focus on. Um, yeah. But. Yeah,
3: yeah, certainly. Certainly, once we build the depth, you know, we've got to build mm. the depth through the Div 4 and into the Div 7. But uh, if we've got a Div 3 and a Div 6, then we've got some few extras. If Steve and I can cobble together with one other, I think that'll be pretty handy little Div 40, uh, 40 plus team as well. So. Dangerous.
1: Mm. look out no Alice what's Alice up to she's doing a uh, race simulation Sunday 24k at 425 to 435 pace I won't read the full description because uh, her (laughs) coach and her don't know that I'm looking at her profile here but her coach uh, Ben is doing who is a bat coached by a bat and a bat runner is uh, doing a great job writing her program here so all the best Alice for your preparation for New York All boys, anything more we need to say before we uh, lead the bat fans? I did love, I'm not sure if you saw on our social medias, but um, obviously we brought out the bat premiership tees. We did have a very small amount of those to go on sale for the general public. And when I say small, it was like five of the uh, 50 order were not taken up by team members. And John, he asked for one and paid for one and we delivered him one. And then he went over to the Berlin Marathon and then there's a picture of him that's popped up under the Brandenburg Gate. He's wearing a Bendigo Bats Premiership T-shirt. So I thought that was very cool that uh, a little cross-country road racing team from Bendigo, our Premiership T-shirt is now under the Brandenburg Gate for a photo. So uh, a few people hit me up asking me about those ones. Probably none available because it took a lot of work and we need to order like a minimum amount. And um, time is not on my side especially at this time of the year so maybe hold on i'll get one next year get the 2023 version
2: um one one final question from me is i'm after your one absolute highlight from the season what is it
1: it's, it's got to be it's cliche but it's got to be jails park like the <laughs> I, and I only watched the video because my algorithm on the youtube tv like um it come up. I was watching, you know how the athletes Victoria did like a season recap thing? I watched that yep. on the TV the other day. So now it thinks it's what my algorithm just chucking me all these AV videos. And then the Giles Park one rocked up and I'm like, hey, oh, yeah, I'll have a look at this again. And it was just such an iconic race because you had yourself, Stewie and Jack Rayner there. So I think like the three teams out in front all had, um, well, Box Hill were there as well. Um, Andre's not quite like an Australian rep like the other three of you guys. But, you know, he's the class of that team. So you kind of had four superstars in four teams. And then I think you had five guys who were just good, solid state runners. Um, maybe Liam Cashin, you know, he's a he's a national kind of level runner for Western A's there. But it was just like a whole lot of like strong, deep teams going head to head the fact that the rain came in it was a close race the footage was just you know all the teams changing over together on that last leg and I remember running around like the course watching that race just being like I would be stoked if we got a medal like just give us it just give us a bronze one I just want a bronze one I would go down the highway so happy with a bronze one and you kind of had this like almost this youthfulness like naive kind of feeling about the team that then after that it just flipped it was like okay we're not the underdogs anymore we're not the like new guys on the block we are now the hunted and it all just flipped after round one and it was just a race that i'll um remember forever so that's probably my highlight of the season and just the way the groups come together like it's building culture is something um i've kind of worked in schools with like bringing school you know, leaders together and, and classes and kids and, and staff members and things like that. And it's kind of been interesting trying to do it from scratch in a way um, with a lot of new people and new faces this year. So I think it's something we all need to be pretty proud of, how the teams bonded together. And that probably showed at the the beer session afterwards a bit on the um, Saturday night after the town relay. So, yeah, they're probably my two things. That I'll, uh, and it'll just be a season season, never forget. Like I think... When you get to my age and you haven't got much running ahead of you, you look back and you're like, "Oh yeah, happy with these PBs, happy with these race experiences in you know some bigger overseas marathons." And you're like, "Oh now I can add that I was part of Bendigo winning a premiership, which we'd never done before." Um, so yeah, special for me in those ways. You guys?
2: Nice right, you go.
3: Oh, I mentioned it before, but that round in Bendigo was was pretty electric and just having running through the vines and just knowing that yeah we we'd been part of a team that had brought this event back after 20 years of not having a local round and uh that was that was pretty amazing and just having the whole you know the whole setup was just worked as we we planned for it and i think that was a real highlight and then obviously capping it off with you know actually some really great women's results as well as the men's results and and just bringing Bringing a sense of what XCR is to our friends and family as you guys were both saying earlier like to have um, Family there to go. Oh, this is actually what you guys bang on about running for and training for and this is what it's all about And they're like, oh wow, this is this is pretty cool so that that was probably from from my point the highlight certainly that racing wise that race at gels was was crazy like that last leg Mm -hmm. But the whole build-up at that last leg was was crazy. And I remember, like, just giving Tim Crosby, who was on the mic, like, the updates, like, oh, they're neck and neck. And, like, oh, Andy's passed, you know, Andy's up to Andre. Like, oh, you know, Andy's up to Nath Pierce, like, you know, doing the whole thing. And, and Tim just going, oh, this is – Tim's just eyes are lighting up because he's going, this is – we haven't had a great round of XER for a few years because of COVID, and now we come back with this blockbuster and – yeah, just everyone was hoarse, screaming at everyone it was pretty, just amazing. And actually, the third highlight, I'll, I'll take three because I can, <laughs> but the third highlight was was actually that round in St Anne's Murniong in the relays where Andy was away. Fe- I was feeling a bit nervous. Can we get this done? And then, yeah, Harris, Harry, Harry Boyd ran the finish line and was just like, no, Andy, no worries. Just still got it done out there to take the win and I was thinking, wow, that's this is that's that's a highlight, you know, to do it without Andy, to do it without Archie um mm. is a big, big effort. So yeah. That was really all
2: different reasons. So yeah, I'll Andy? I'll I'll just go with the one. You've always mentioned about <laughs> five there in total. But um yeah. for me it was definitely jails. Uh I don't know, it was just it was just epic. Um and I've i've spoken to tim a few times and i've heard him mention to others that and talking to others about this jails park race and i think it's just going to go down and i'm actually a little bit jealous that i couldn't spectate it like with with the team um because i was running but uh it was i just couldn't believe the noise that was just coming like because that course you do a lot of up and back and all that kind of stuff and People were just going from point to point, and it was um. There's a great photo, Nige, where I'm running past, and you're like got your rain jacket on because it's raining, and you're like yelling at me. And uh, yeah, it's a really special photo, and it's actually my it's my highlight of 2022 in terms of running was that gel's Park and just doing it with the team. And I don't know, like Brady, you and me probably both thought we'd never ever win, like Bendigo would never yeah. win one of these big relays. So it was just like. It was just awesome. It was so, so much fun. So I think Jales Park is the the highlight for me.
1: And it's weird. You look at it and, like, I've caught myself a few times this year because you start when you're a kid and you look up to these, like, Division One teams and then I'd started, like you did before, you're like, oh, yeah, the other Division One teams are, were a bit weaker. You're like, no, nah, they're probably not any weaker than they have over the previous years. We've just got that much better as a team and a culture and a club that you're like, oh, that's just us now. But because you've just seen, you've never expected us to be there. You're like looking for like excuses. You're like, hang on, how have we got here? Must be other teams are weaker or like lower participation numbers or whatever. But you're like until you look up the results, it's like, oh yeah, we do have four guys who can break thirty minutes for ten k. Like growing up, Bendigo had no one who could break thirty minutes for ten k, and now it's like you kind of got to run close to you know under thirty 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 to get a, to get a spot in our team kind of thing now in a relay team. So. I think it's um yeah important to kind of put that kind of context on it and um yeah and it, and it makes you appreciate it so much more. Like imagine if you just walked into a team and they were already good and didn't have to do that journey. But anyway, boys, we've talked a lot of Bendigo bat related chat here. Gone for an hour, fifty-seven minutes. I might um we might go out, listeners. I might clip the audio that Athletics Victoria did in their reflection video. So it's a bit of an interview with Andy and uh, Tim Crosby, kind of talking about the bats over the season, and we can go out with that one. And then keep an eye on our social media at Bendigo Bats on Instagram. If you're keen to follow the journey of all the team members, I think pretty much we're all on Strava, so you can see what we're doing over the coming months. A few people will be uh, racing the track, no doubt. Zatopec, I assume we, we could have three bats in that race, Andy, yourself. Um, nathan archie could all potentially be in that one they've all all those boys have ran under the qualifying time There, not sure have you got any race announcements you can share with us andrew any uh, uh, any marathon plans exclusive nah,
2: not, not not yet, yet. i'm okay. still uh i'm still just enjoying the non-marathon um thinking because you know what it's like when you've got one kind of hanging over your head it kind of uh takes over your whole life so i'm just yeah, I'll do the half marathon this weekend and then probably Bernie 10. Um, and then I'll probably focus on World Cross Trials, which are okay. early early next year. But um, in terms of the bats, definitely follow along on our Instagram. We're not just a, a winter thing. Um, so, yeah, we, we definitely keep having a presence there. So if you're keen to follow along, yeah, jump on our Instagram and follow us there.
1: And if you're one of those athletes out there that runs for a team and you're a handy runner but not happy where you were running at the moment, I'm after that one big signing. Just uh, my DMs at Brady Trail on Instagram. We can start talking a bit of a proposal for you. So that's all. Leave it there, boys. Thanks for your work this year, Nigel. Thanks, Andy. We'll we'll do it again whenever we do it next. We will. Thanks, guys.
2: Thanks, all. And the open men. The open men, well, you know, what do you say about Bendigo? They've had... We use that word momentum and they've built their own momentum and I think that's what other clubs should be looking over the fence at this and saying, well, how did Bendigo do it? Surprise to win Jales Park. is probably nearly the hardest race to win because there's some some of the uh, guys that head over to Europe, they still do that race and we were a bit surprised and then it was just expected that we won. And that was our expectation. So Sandown relays we were actually really bummed with second and I'm going, hang on, guys, we, we finished second. That's still a really good result. But some of the younger guys, they're like, no, we win every round because that's what they were used to. So um, we definitely got that momentum and, yeah, just carried us through the, the long season. Then Andy Buchanan and Brady Treffel obviously are a major part of that, but then they bring through the young guys and they just put this level of enthusiasm. And the win at Gels Park was, we'll be talking about that, that race for many years to come, and, and that's what set them up because they, then, they had belief then.